What's going on, guys? It's Parker Payne here with my co-host, Elias Garcia. Welcome back to episode four of the Last Poll Podcast. Uh, we're joined today with professional wake surfer Chad Carlson. Uh, he's going to sit down with us and kind of chat about his life as a wake surfer, kind of getting into the scene, and kind of any other questions we come up with on the fly. Um, how are you guys doing today, Elias, Chad? I'm doing great, you know, just working, busy. Sunshine is shining, so it's been a great day. Chad, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Right. Uh, stoked to do this and talk to you guys. Yeah, no, we're excited to have you. So speaking of uh, the sun shining, you're down there in the beautiful state of Arizona, correct? I am, yeah. I'm down in Tempe. Uh, boat's up at Lake Pleasant, so a lot of people up there right now. But uh, yeah, it's starting to warm up. It's been a really cold uh, spring and winter uh, than normal. This is my first uh, full winter down here, but been a little chilly uh to get out there and ride but it's starting to warm up now so looking like 90s next week finally so stoked for that but yeah nice no pp has a little bit of that action going on right now where it's warming up down there in texas right pp yeah season just started it was the first time i jumped in the water actually it was like two days ago um so season's officially started here chad what's the water looking like at home is it still like pretty chilly yeah, my mom actually texted me two days ago and sent me a picture of snow on the ground at our house. So it's still snowing back at home uh, in eastern Washington. And so glad I'm not there right now, honestly. Uh, what made you go from Washington all the way to Arizona? What was like, what made you want to make that move? Uh, mainly just like the wake surfing um being able to do it all year long teach lessons and stuff through the winter um i mean i grew up snowboarding and stuff so i still like to do that but kind of got out of that a little more and into the whole wake surfing thing so arizona was just a a good spot spot to be and we have we have snowball up here in flagstaff so can still get get on the mountain uh when possible so Nice. It seems yeah. like Arizona is the hub now or like one of the hubs. We've kind of had the conversation before that, like, you know, you kind of have the Orlando scene, you have the Arizona scene, like Dallas kind of has its own vibe. So are you kind of merging with some of the other wake surfers around there as well? Like who are some of the people that you ride with around that area? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I've rode a little bit with like Tyler Stewart. Um, he's out here. Uh, he's going to GCU. Um, I'm down in Tempe by ASU. I was going to ASU, but not going, not doing school right now. Um, just living down here. So I've been riding with him a little bit. Uh, Connor Burns, he's up on Pleasant also. Um, see him around a little bit. Uh, the Violins are up there also. They're always out doing lessons. Um, like Jason and Kelly from Soulcraft, they got their big houseboat up there. Um, I was out riding with some of their, their guys today. Um, so yeah, there's a bunch of people come down here. A lot of people just travel here just to ride, um, also. So, yeah, no, we have a, we have a team rider, Jordan Taylor. Um, I think, believe she goes oh, to yeah. ASU and she kind of rides, I think, I believe Lake Pleasant actually. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I've seen them out here, uh, like once or twice actually. So nice. yeah, no, it's a pretty cool yeah. ASU. Uh, I haven't, I've been there once, um, mm-hmm. when I was what? four or three years ago i went there for a college party i think it was yeah that was pretty hectic yeah. pp you would have hated it <laughs> you would have hated it there 
It's probably not my vibe, to be quite honest. No, you would you would have yeah. you would have left ten minutes in. It was it would have been funny. Irish exit. <laughs> yeah, ASU's kind of it's pretty wild. There's always something going on down here every day of the week. So nice, yeah. but no, it's a fun time. Yeah, I saw you. Uh, you recently just had your first wake surf school. Was it your first one? Is this your like first time hitting that, or am I completely wrong? I could probably be wrong. Yeah. That was my first uh, wake surf camp that I've done. Um, I mean, I've done like individual lessons and stuff for the last couple of years and here and there, but I decided to do a little like camp thing kind of before the Wild West since I was down here. I knew there were going to be some people coming into town, so I I did that. We got we had about five people out there on the boat over two days. It was, it was a good time. Yeah, we had not the greatest weather, though. Um I think one day, one day it was cold, a little bit of wind, but not too bad. And then next day it was just supposed to like pour rain. And I think like the mountains, like up in Flagstaff got like a foot of snow that day. And we just like, I was like, I don't know, like we don't have to go. Like we can kind of cancel it, reschedule, whatever. And then like everyone wanted to, wanted to go ride in the rain. So it was freezing cold. I was just sitting there all bundled up soaking wet but yeah it poured on us all day but the lake was glass so it was, it was a fun time other than it being cold but yeah it was, it was a good good two days so you're gonna say something pp you had something cooking i see it brewing in your head i was gonna ask uh we've asked other people on this podcast before would you rather have it be like cold like freezing cold and glassy or really hot and super choppy Oh, freezing cold and glassy for sure. Glassy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, y'all are fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's kind of hard to ride in, in choppy weather or water. I mean, I'd rather have the bad weather and nice water. <laughs> Makes it a little funner too sometimes. It seems to be a 50-50 answer. <laughs> Me personally, I'm all about I'm about warm weather. I don't do the cold, even though I live in Utah. Yeah. But half the time, we're not even in Utah. So <laughs> I try to avoid the gotcha, cold yeah. as much as I can. Yeah, I don't believe you. It's not bad. No, that's awesome, though, that you kind of have your first surf camp rolling. Um, Big question we have here uh, is if you weren't a pro wake surfer, what would you be is kind of a topic that we get or we ask people, I would say. Um, So we're kind of curious on what what would you be if you weren't a pro wake surfer? What would you be doing in this point in time to be working towards the future? Or what would you just be generally right now? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've recently kind of got into like, uh, real estate. I have a buddy down here that I kind of grew up with, um, in Arizona that's big into, uh, real estate in Scottsdale and stuff. So I've, I've kind of been getting into that stuff a little bit. Um, so maybe something in that, that, uh, Hey man, PP's looking uh, for a new house. Category. There you go. Yeah. Are you well, selling real have- estate? <laughs> I'm not. No, I know someone who is though. If you're looking for it. <laughs> no, we only support the homies. I'm PP. Yeah, we can business um, local. <laughs> no, may, maybe soon. Who knows? Who knows where uh, Wake Surfing will go? Or I don't know. Maybe I'll. Maybe I will be. Well, so what's so what's your main now. goal for Wake Surfing? Where do you see yourself going with this? I'm just curious. Is this like a to add on to Eliza's question, do you see yourself going like the yeah. social media route? Do you go like the competition route? Are you trying to kind of do the coaching route? Some people tend to lean to that side as well and kind of stick with it. Where do you see yourself going? Honestly, probably more of the kind of like social media and like coaching. I mean, 
I, I'd completely be into doing the contest route, um, but as of now, it's still, I feel pretty small. And uh, until that kind of like grows and gets a little larger uh, scale, I feel like there's not a ton of um, potential. Like, like I can't kind of expand my potential through contests. Um, you kind of have to let the contests grow themselves. Uh, whereas, you know, I can, I can expand on my um, like coaching and stuff like that. Um, as much as possible and um, along with like social media and stuff like that so uh, that's kind of where I see is I'm control things that I can control uh, and I can't completely control the contest scene yeah. myself so no, you definitely can't well you better buy that meta verification badge like PP bought is <laughs> gotta have it gotta have it I, I, yeah, it sounds like I, I still think he was the first generation of buyers this entire time he said he got it for free I think he so low-key <laughs> bought it six years ago me yeah yeah sorry i can't hear you that well you're cutting I, it out uh, <laughs> no now i want dude now i want it to be re like removed i posted about it on my instagram well i guess it was on the private story but yeah i posted about it and i was like please instagram remove this because i'm not trying to give off that impression that i have got 15 dollars a month to spend like that we don't have anything to spend it goes right back into this podcast <laughs> i uh i know someone that that got the verification just like to see if they like could get it and they got it now they don't know how to get rid of it and they're like freaking out <laughs> hey he's kind of in the same so, position careful with it yeah <laughs> instagram if you got verified before um they roll out the like paid verification you're not allowed to change your instagram handle so even if I try to go into my oh. account and change my Instagram to like Parker Payne Surf or Parker Payne Surfs and add an S to it, it says like, please call Instagram yeah. support or whatever. So I don't know <laughs> if I decide to one day be like a race car driver or something like that, I can't change it to Parker Payne race car or something. <laughs> Dude, so you should maybe you guys, start paying the 15 a month. You should become a race car driver. I think you'd be really good at it, actually. <laughs> I think you I should think that would be pretty that funny. Up. I think you should pick that up. I really do. You'll see a second Instagram popping up soon. I, I'll follow you. You may only get one follower, but I'll support you, PP. Maybe two. Right, thank you. Are, are you in a? Are you in Salt Lake, Elias? Yeah, so I'm located. Yeah, in Salt Lake. That's kind of where our main hub is, and where we can. You guys just get a bunch of everything. snow. I thought I just saw you guys got a ton of snow. Oh, dude, we got three feet. I felt like an Eskimo for a while. <laughs> I was about to take my dogs out in my Eskimo thing and just start. Bet, trekking yeah. the the office but yeah it's been crazy here actually because it's been non-stop snowing i think we just reached 800 inches um this year in utah so it's been pretty spectacular i know you're in a, like a pretty good um snowboarder yourself so i'm sure you've been over here yeah 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 i have, yeah, I have. I have a buddy that skis he lives in salt lake and i just had some friends that were down at brighton for that that uh bomb hole oh, yeah. cup event. Yeah, the bomb hole guys are weekend, so, so sweet. Yeah. So did you yeah, I was trying to get up there for that this weekend actually and ride, but I didn't make it. So hey well if you ever need a place to stay, I got you. So we yeah. covered. Do you ride it all up there? You snowboard all Yeah, there? I used to snowboard. I, I fortunately I tore my ACL and broke my tibia um, spine. So I've been on crutches for the past or six weeks ago. I was in crutches and then I can't really surf, wake surf, um, snowboard or golf until September. So I'm out of the race. I'm just going to work. 
There you go. It'd be pretty cool. But on that note of talking yeah. about boards and snowboarding, uh, what, what's your deal with Rusty? I've been following you for probably like four yeah. four years is when I initially followed you, right when you were still living in Washington, I think. Um, so I've kind of, yeah. I think me and you have known each other or known of each other for quite a bit um mm -hmm. and so i've kind of watched you progress from just snowboarding to wake surfing um and getting a following and now you're with rusty is that correct yeah i am yep just the second year with rusty um but yeah so i mean yeah honestly like from the beginning i grew up competitively like snowboarding and stuff uh riding slope style since i was like eight and that kind of got me into like competitive like board sports and all that and uh i was always at the mountain just being up in washington we were more of like a winter winter kind of family uh so yeah and snowboarded a ton did that whole thing um whatever and then um started getting the wake surfing was introduced to that because i'd i'd done a little ocean surfing when i was younger uh, my dad grew up ocean surfing down in uh, california uh, and i had family down in san diego and family in maui so I got to to the ocean a little bit and rode, and then we were introduced to wake surfing, started doing that some more, um, and then I just kind of caught on really quick, uh, and then, yeah, first got my first uh, custom board. I was riding a Ronix Coalfish for a while. It was way too big for me, <laughs> uh, and that's how I started on behind our, like, closed bow tournament ski boat. That's what I started riding on. And then, uh, yeah, and then got my first, like, custom, like, actual solid wake surfboard from, uh, from Chaos, who's down in, down in Austin, uh, and rode them for a while, um, and those are great boards, love them, and, and Nick, uh, over there at Chaos, and then, yeah, and then I just got connected with Rusty, uh, just through, um, you know, some people that we knew, um, that I knew. Uh, and they had connections with Rusty, set us up with, with those guys over there. And then, uh, yeah, I've just been kind of working with Rusty uh, to kind of design like a board that I like. Um, and, yeah, we've just been doing that for the last two years, always making adjustments on, on the boards and stuff, and it's been fun. And it, it's been good for me, too, because they're over in San Diego, and I have family there. I'm always down there. Um you know ocean surfing so like whenever i need to actually like last weekend i go over there um just for a quick weekend trip and i can stop by and and grab some boards to ride in the ocean too so so it kind of, it kind of benefits me both ways it's kind of a good fit with them um kind of with me coming from a little bit of an ocean background well, i know pp so he's uh them. designed his own board and you've been working on your boards oh. i'm sure you two could kind of go all into depth but what are some key things that you've done to stand out in just your board's design to actually push the limits in wake surfing i mean every board yeah. is very different right so uh it's kind yeah, of sure. interesting especially because i grew up i was doing pro shop for a while um just mm -hmm. learning about every detail of every board and wondering or making sure i knew why they were different compared to their competitors and what made them different yeah. um to learn that cell is kind of an interesting topic and it's it's would be interesting to understand why you made your board a certain way right um i'm sure pp has the same yeah. thing on how he made the phantom for sure yeah i mean i kind of started so like 
Rusty, they started making wake surfboards in 2016 for like, I think they did it for like that year and then just kind of went away with it. So they had like a model or two um, kind of there, but nothing really in place. And then when they brought me on was kind of to start up like their wake surf um, line um, and kind of go all in with that as well. Uh, so yeah, I kind of like... I kind of started with a base of their Snaggletooth 1.0 board. Um, and it was mainly just called that because the the pickle fork nose, um, which I write on my board now. But I basically just took that board and changed stuff with the tail. And, well, changed pretty much all of it um, except for the nose. But, I mean, I think, like, Rocker's a big, a big thing in boards. Like, it had – like, coming from Rusty, they were um, – designing boards similar to like their ocean boards so it seemed like it would perform well but they didn't have much experience with how boards perform behind a boat and how much different it is than the ocean so ocean boards have way more rocker than than wake surf boards so their boards are super slow at first um so you know switched up the rocker made a few adjustments to the tail um stuff like that uh, moved volume in different different spots, um, middle to the back of the board. Um, you know the the rail shape um, and how those kind of go from a sharp rail at the back, transitioning to like a rolled over rail at the top, all that stuff. And then I think one of the biggest things also was just like fin placement, um, just you know how far forward, how far in from the rails uh, do you want uh, your fins? You know I feel like. That was a big uh, uh, struggle we had kind of trying to figure out the good, like a good solid uh, middle ground where it's not too loose and slippery um, the farther forward you go, but not too uh, locked in where you still have that um, ease of like shoves and spins and stuff. So definitely different working with like ocean shapers uh, to create a wake surfboard, but it's kind of cool because you kind of, you teach them what you know, and they kind of teach you their uh, what they know from from the ocean side. So it was kind of cool, cool to learn. So, no. yeah, uh, yeah. Right now, it's just me. Um, and who all is on Team Rusty right I think now? Chris Walter is doing a little bit with them. Um, he's kind of helping out, but he's over in I think Hong Kong right now. And then they just brought on Austin Keen. Um, so really stoked for that. I actually just picked up one of the uh, one of his new skims that should be coming out soon that they made. Uh, so and I, I don't skim much, though. So but I'll finally have a board to, to start riding Sweet. a little bit and I might get into it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, he's he's coming out. They're coming out with the Austin's uh, skim. And then I think he'll have a surf model too coming out here soon. So that'll be awesome. That'll be That'll, be, that'll yeah. be pretty sweet. PP's the king of both, I would say, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> uh, that's a bold claim, but I like to ride both. <laughs> and I know it's switching lanes, but I know when it comes to riding boards as well, that you also dabble in the foil a little bit too. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your experience with that? Elias and I have been chatting about, um, you know, it's yeah, rising so, fame uh, and you know carbon foils versus foil, metal foils. Um, what, what's your experience? Two years ago, me and a buddy back home, he had like one of the very first slingshot foils. I think the board was like a 410, like aluminum mast, aluminum foil, everything. So the thing was like super heavy, but 
uh i mean we made that thing work uh learned on that it was good to learn on we like were even like airing like trying to air that thing like my first air was on that but the thing felt like it was 20 pounds um but no that was fun to learn on and then yeah finally um like when i was like i mean they're so expensive like foils they're insane these days so i was like they ain't cheap I was like, didn't want to buy a yeah i didn't want to buy like a a uh, brand new one so i found one on armstrong setup on marketplace um for a good deal and ended up getting that and then um yeah i started getting into it um and then like like sometimes like i was just like addicted to it like it's it's like so satisfying once you get it and like start learning and riding it well it's like it's it's, it's so much fun like I'd, I'd find myself not surfing at all like i'd be foiling like weeks in a row and be like oh shoot like i had a comp coming up i should probably start surfing again and just like oh dude i think it was, it was too much fun. two summers ago two summers ago when i first learned how to foil i didn't think i touched touched my skin board once Take it off. i was so addicted yeah. and i will say the first time i did learn i was beyond scared of it for like a year and then i picked it up oh, again yeah. a year later and then once you're not afraid of it anymore that's when everything kind of clicks uh -huh. that's when you fall in love with it you gotta be you can't be yeah. scared of it once you're scared of it it's not fun when you're less scared of it it's way more fun I agree. Yeah, no, I was I was scared of it at the beginning too. I mean, you got like a big knife under your under your feet, so you got to be careful when you fall. But <laughs> but yeah, 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 no joke. I have Chad. Here's no, a million dollar I've, question. Uh, I've been. I've have been you close, landed the infamous uh, backflip yet? I haven't got it yet though. Uh, one of my buddies actually got it uh, at the end of last year, and then he got another one when he came down to Arizona uh this winter but uh he's the one actually i learned on uh on his his foil but um i haven't got it hopefully hopefully here soon i'm gonna i've been starting to ride a little bit of uh strapless more too, kind of get get that down because that's been sick but i think i i'll probably put the straps back on it and have to have to land that soon so that's the goal It is. it is it is yeah very Sick. contagious uh, foil fever is hella contagious <laughs> so i feel that yeah. i've seen now on lake austin yeah. too here in texas you know the same lake that ashley kid rides on it kind of looks like a river almost there's guys now and people <laughs> are starting to complain because they'll ride this river but they'll be like five or six rollers back and they're not even anywhere near the boat, so there's no association. So now the laws are starting to be like, well, now their own vessel instead of being with the boat or it's a tow sport. So it'll be interesting to see where almost the legalities go. And I'm sure on the main lakes, it's not going to be much of an issue, but on the smaller, you know, lakes, um, I think no, we're going to see gonna some be changes interesting here soon because people are getting a little too like savvy with how they ride their foils. Uh, the whole e-foil industry, or not e-foil industry, just the foil industry in general. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a there's a lot more potential too with with the foils. I mean, obviously, bigger tricks. It'll be more kind of rival like the wakeboarding as far as like if they because I know like the last uh, at the last Masters last year, I think Noah and them put on a foil competition and that was pretty sick. I feel like so like to just the normal crowd that could be something to kind of people want to watch more with people doing doing flips and. I think Noah's got the cork set or whatever he's doing. We need to 
we need to bring back that punk rock scene again when it was like wakeboarding. You had yeah. that punk rock scene. That's what wake surfing's missing. Right now it's too vanilla. It needs to be like <laughs> I need people see... wearing rings and like ripped jeans. Yeah. I need to see people like throwing chairs inside their boat and like just the whole punk rock scene needs to come back. I think that would be so beneficial to our sport. It wouldn't the mom and dads won't like it, but I think it would just add another level of cool instead of the vanilla kind of stuff we got going on right now. Wakeboarding was so much cooler in the back in the day. After spending some time with the wakeboarders too, you could be out and it'd be 110 outside and you can bet your money that they're still going to be wearing like jeans and a long sleeve like shirt or something like that. And they look like rock stars. It's yeah. actually the best way to put it. I think we need someone that's wearing like a Miami jersey and like maybe some shorts that go down to his knees and just a life jacket over it. I think that would be sick. Just someone, a character. We need a character like that to kind of push stuff going forward. It could be you, Chad. You could do it. No, that's what I, no, I'm a, I, I like the uh, shorts below the knees, little like basketball, the old school basketball shorts, like below the knees. Now everyone's, everyone's rocking like the shorter shorts and everything. I think, I think below the knees can come back. You just dye your hair. I like them. <laughs> do you guys know Frankie Pano, the professional kneeboarder? I don't know. Okay, well, do your research because this guy is shout out Frankie Pan. Like, he's cool. He rips it on a kneeboard, like for real. <laughs> um, but he he represents that like the punk rock look, and he holds it down for kneeboarding. So definitely take a look and get some influence on the swag because he's setting the setting the pace. <laughs> hey, on that note, um, this could be a shout your shit moment. So no, 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 no. It's a plug your shit moment. <laughs> plug. This could be a plug your shit moment. And I'm the one who made up the plug your shit moment. Yeah. And I can't even remember the actual name. So, uh, Chad, with that being said, 20 seconds on the clock. Plug your shit. Oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess shout out Rusty Surfboards for, for helping me out and, and all that. And, um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's it. All right, we got a short plug your shit moment today, boys. So hey, but that, it was an impactful one. It was it was an impactful one. So with that being said, PP, do you have another shout your shit uh, moment for us? Um, shout out for sidewalks for keeping me off the streets. That's all I gotta say. Thanks. Yeah. Hopefully one day we get a drink sponsor. Hopefully one day nice. we break even on this podcast. Or a drink sponsor. I'll take a drink sponsor and still pay for it. <laughs> no, that'd be cool. Well, awesome. Uh, PP has a little mini game for you today. Uh, PP, if you want to give him his little mini game of the day and let's run into it. Yes. So we did this with Bailey and we're just going to kind of keep it consistent. But this is a this or that. You have 30 seconds. Right. And I'm going to ask you a series of this or that questions. You just respond with whatever hits your, uh, hits your mind first. So here we go. Awesome. This or that. Talk is starting now. Netflix or YouTube? YouTube. Call or text? Call. Cookie dough or cookies? Uh, cookie dough. Stay in or go out? Go out. Uh, SpongeBob or Patrick? Patrick. Walmart or Target? Target. Window or aisle seat? Window. Would you rather do the laundry or the dishes? Laundry. And that's What's uh, 30 seconds right there in the clock, boys. <laughs> really, you'd rather go out than stay in. You do look like a go-out person. PP looks so. like a stay-in person. <laughs> I'm at my house yeah. right now. 
<laughs> well, I'm at my house. Where else would I do the podcast? <laughs> at my house. That's true. I'm chilling at home, buddies. But not out. <laughs> very nice. It's crazy though, because a lot of people I've noticed in the water sport industry are stay-in people. Really? Yeah. That's. Yeah. No. I mean, I like to go out, and you know, being in being in Tempe, kind of a college town, kind of gotta gotta do it. That's true. It's and Chad, how time. how old are you? I'm 20. 20. Okay. So you haven't had a taste of alcohol yet, but you're getting pretty close. Uh, yeah, yet. close. All right. June, June, June I will. Start thinking about that first drink. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what are you going to take for your first drink? What are you going to get? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know much about it. <laughs> I don't know. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> Man, I remember my first drink like it was yesterday. What was it, PP? Probably a Jack and Coke, if I were to guess. It's probably something like that, yeah. Well, hey, in mix. June, in June, your uh, out ratio from staying in ratio is probably going to change, so that will be a fun time for you. <laughs> but on that note, oh, yeah. um, PP, do you want to wind us out, or should I wind us out this uh, podcast? I think I started and you wind it out. All right. Uh, Chad, it was great talking to you today. Thanks for coming on to the last pull podcast episode four. Um, it was great to catch up with you and actually learn about you. I know you're going down to PP's house here eventually in Texas to kind of go shred with him. So this is a great timing to basically bring us all together. Um, on that note, thanks for everyone for watching. Uh, like I said, we got new gear coming out for surf union in a month. So sells out every year, go get it while you can in a month, not right now. Um, and on that note, uh, PP, anything to add? I uh, keep wake surfing, keep wake surfing, Chad, last final words before we end this, uh, call. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on. It was a great time. Yeah, man. Thank you, Chad. Awesome. Yep. Well, stay tuned next week um this will be our fourth episode we'll have our fifth episode we still don't know with who that's pp's job and i uh count on him on that one so with that being said i don't know pp you got anyone in mind before we uh head out i've got people in mind but we gotta think about people that are gonna reply or want to do this that's been hey. our biggest hurdle so far <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> we hit people up they're like oh yeah we'll do it and then crickets cricket oh, thank you chad thank you chad yeah of course well hey people are hard to get in touch with we should bring on sean next next uh pod we talk about him so much we might as well bring it was him his on. birthday it was his birthday just recently shout out sean happy birthday on that note see you guys later and thank you all right we're done that was good